Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, dum-dums? As sports keeps coming back, so does your chance to bet on them. With our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline AG, baseball's back in full swing and there are no shortages of ways to get in the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props. You'll be a betting son of a bitch. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. My goodness. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on all the costs of his bling. Brendan, I didn't know jewelry betting was missing from my life. Yeah. I now know. Now you know. Visit Bet Online AG today to check out all the odds. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass. And off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the back. This is the Mazad Cast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and it's been a long time since we've come at you, but this is the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is coronavirus truther, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And not with us tonight is Caleb Bungart, who is, uh, what's Caleb's excuse this time, Colin? He just doesn't like us that much. Yeah, he's tired of doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's sick of it. Uh, no, Caleb is busy. So we, uh, we, it's, I don't know, it's been months since we've had a show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, there's not been football. There's not been sports. There's not been anything. What's been to, going on, Brennan? Nothing. A whole lot of nothing. I mean, we can talk about the fact that, you know, baseball started, but that doesn't have anything to do with Mizzou football. I tell you what, let's talk about coronavirus because everybody hasn't heard enough about it. <laughs> That's what everybody wants to listen to is more depressing news. But it is sort of unavoidable. It's that the worst part about coronavirus, well, let's not say the worst part. The death is the worst part. But one of the worst parts is it permeates every portion of our lives. Our work, we takes away sports, our ability to go to a restaurant, our ability to hang out with our family members. It the fact that it's an election year, so it figures into politics no yeah, matter. Yeah, it even. oozes into every facet of our lives. It's so unlike many things. I mean, and usually where do you go when uh, when the world's kicking you straight in the pills? You go to your television, you watch some sports, and you can't do that right now. Or suddenly you can. Mm-hmm. Baseball's back in session. Yeah, although that may be in jeopardy because yeah. we found out that four Florida Marlins players. It's like had- 14 now. It keeps going up. I don't know if they're all players, but like the number keeps – in people within the organization, there are more and more numbers. I'm just like – It's almost like it's a communicable virus. <laughs> well, what gets me is like – the one good news is, is the Florida Marlins are the team that have contracted it, and there's virtually no chance they'll give it to fans because they don't have any. That's true. So truthfully, if it – 
tanked their franchise and it meant Jordan Carlos Stanton could uh, become a free agent for other teams. I mean, it's really a waste for him to play in Miami. Controversial stance right out of the gate three minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Stanton should not be playing in, in Florida. Uh, f- hot Florida Marlins talk right yeah. out of the gate after yeah, well, four it's months. It's what people meet. want. It's what people want. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I watched a little bit of the game against – I can't remember. It was Dodgers Giants, I think, last night. And, you know, a lot of the – I don't know why Cardinals aren't doing this yet, but they have the the cutouts. I guess for $75, you can send a photo in to the Dodgers, and you can get your cutout made and propped up in one of your, <laughs> one of the seats behind home plate. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, it kind of works. Like, it, it obviously, it's not human beings. Sure. But compared to just having an empty stadium, having these, these idiots, dumb faces staring back at you. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to idiot dumb faces staring back at you're me. You're looking right at you right now. <laughs> exactly. And apparently like if you're if your face gets hit by a foul ball, mm-hmm. they'll mail you the foul ball. So, yeah. I mean, it's one way to make money, I guess, but I kind of like it. I, I probably cuz John Mazalak's an insufferable prick. Mhm. That's going to be my my guess. And so it's like if if it seems fun, we're not going to yeah. do it. He's like, "Listen, I'm the guy who thought Mike Matheny was a barrel of laughs." <laughs> So what do you think? I think of that plan. That's Can what his believe the Royals took uh, on Matheny. Well, Brennan, in, in their defense, you know, it's only the next closest um, geographical baseball team had just fired him. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so they, they didn't know anything about him. It's kind of like Arkansas hiring Barry Odom. Yeah, exactly. It's going to work out great for both teams, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, I have no doubt. The Royals are already a house of fire. <laughs> Man, I tell you, a team that went from being at the zenith of their franchise ever, winning that World Series, being in a World Series the year mm-hmm. before, just cratering out. I mean, maybe the Florida Marlins are the only team that That's the only compare. way a, a team like uh, the Royals are ever going to exist in a world where they win uh, championships. Because to, to to win a championship, if you're the Royals, you have to do it all through your farm system. You can't buy free agents. You can't compete in that free agent market. So you got to... You got to lose for a long time. Get a lot of number one picks. It's all got to come together. You win, then all those number one picks you get to free agency and they leave you. And so you crater. Well, I, I'd say this as a positive glass half full. If you are going to have a horrible team and the Royals do, at least do it in a sixty game season, so you don't have to watch hundred and sixty two sure. games. Well, and I think absolutely. for the Royals, it's I, I give them a pass because they really. I mean, they make plenty of money, but they don't have the money to really compete in free agency. So I'm 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 less hard on them than the Cardinals, who could afford to buy players and just fucking simply choose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me started on the Cardinals front office and their fucking frugal ways. I but. think you've already cussed. You've already motherfucked Mazalak. So, again, <laughs> not even six minutes into the show and we've so, motherfucked We him. haven't even talked about college football yet, which we <laughs> no. don't. I mean, ostensibly it's going to happen. That's true. But I do want to circle back to those cardboard cutouts for a second because sure. I did see a tweet the other day with the Mets who are also terrible. And, it, and somebody wrote, I swear I saw the cardboard cutouts leaving Citibank Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Just the concept of inanimate cardboard cutouts couldn't stand to watch it. Made yeah. me laugh. No. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to college football, I mean, we as Mizzou fans and I guess Coach Drink have been treating the season as if it's going to happen September 4th, What else 5th. can you do? I don't know. But we have been working as if a season is going to happen. A number of the uh, Power 5 schools have obviously cut out non-conference games from their schedule, which I don't. It needs to be explained to me why that helps. Is, why it helps. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to play other schools, then you're going to be traveling. And I guess less be- people means less exposure on the whole. I mean, mm-hmm. just from a number standpoint, but I don't see why, you know, going to Athens, Georgia isn't any different than going to, you know, any other place on the planet. You're yeah. still going to have people there, you know, and coaches and 
people you're going to fucking tackle. I mean, they're all, what difference does it make what conference they play in? The only thing I can think of right off the top of my head is like the early non-conference schedules where it's those cupcake mm-hmm. games where you basically just gift them a million dollars and then yeah. they come and they take their fucking medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, those schools aren't generally revenue producing with their football programs or any mm-hmm. other athletics. And so if they can save money in an environment where everybody's finances are impacted, maybe that helps them. But, uh, I mean, the SEC has not gone away yet from their tr- the normal schedule that we have on the books. The best argument I've heard for it, though, I don't think this is why they did it, was it gives you so much more leeway with your scheduling. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to, Missouri's supposed to play Georgia. And, oh. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Three guys on Georgia's football team get coronavirus we got to wait 14 days before they're clear to play football again, and the whole team's sort of in lockdown. Well, if you've got all these open dates on your schedule because you're not playing your non-con, it's they, the argument I heard the argument made that getting rid of the non-cons gives you a lot of flexibility with your schedule given the circumstances, which you know makes sense, I suppose. If mm-hmm. Yeah, because flexibility is probably key at this point because, I mean, just like we talked about with the Florida Marlins, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we don't even know. I mean, there's talk of still letting fans in the stadium. I don't think at this point that that's going to happen. No. But, I mean, there was discussion earlier about having a 50% capacity sort of thing, but I don't think that's – a you know, as, as – We've had basically two, a second wave of, uh, mm-hmm. of outbreaks. And uh, until that goes down, I, I mean, the first, after the first wave of outbreaks, everybody sort of treated it like it was over. Is it the second? Is this a second wave? Well, I mean, it's, I, it's a, I guess it's up for debate, but I don't want to get into whether it's a second wave or it's a second round of the first mm-hmm. wave, whatever. It still exists and we have to deal with it. It started out. And then we all locked everything down. Everybody quit going everywhere. Uh, people got sick of that. Double quick. And the second, <laughs> Almost immediately. The second it leveled out, we just declared it over. Mm-hmm. And the, the crazy thing about politics. Liberate Michigan. <laughs> the crazy thing about politics versus a, a, a virus in, that uh, has no thoughts or cares yeah. is that it doesn't give a fuck what you think about masks. It doesn't give a fuck yeah, what you think ap- about working. The virus is apolitical. <laughs> so it's just going to do what it does. And so um, we opened stuff back up. And then uh, now we've had uh, this... Uh, another wave or an increased amount of uh, things that's going to level off at some point when it does my i'm curious as to whether it? Be, well i mean it already has I, you look at today's numbers um you know it's what is it late july nationally well, i will say i think on the national level i think people are finally starting to give it more credence well yeah but when it levels off mm-hmm. as things tend to, to do sure are they going to do exactly what they did after the first wave leveled just, off and just go back to you know yeah. butt fucking on the beach at Lake of the Ozarks? <laughs> Does that happen a lot? Well, if you wear that's masks, definitely how you get coronavirus. I know that <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> so you know, I'm I, nervous about the season if it does take place. And the reason being is I was listening to um, one of our the local podcasts for the newspaper, and they're saying they had three spring practices. Mm-hmm. So you've got a new coach. 
we honestly don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be at this point. And you all, all those things have to come together in three practices and be competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like there's a huge advantage to some, uh, uh, what if you've got a senior quarterback and you think that, that senior's quarterbacks have the same coach for four years? I mean, you'd think that team is going to be, have such an advantage over a team like Mizzou under their circumstances. It is. Uh, I mean, what little we know about Drinkowitz from a X's and O's standpoint, because we keep in mind, he, he, though it was a successful season, he's only had one really se- one real season as head coach mm-hmm. at Appalachian state. And he, it was a quarterback heavy offense. And we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. And as a matter of fact, at one point he even suggested that Michael Wilson and Jalen Knox might split time at, at the wildcat. Oh, uh, I don't head. think that's what's going to happen, hey, but he's gimmicks. exploring. But but I'll tell you this. I mean, Drinkowitz has been known to play all kinds of plays out of the, the um, his playbook, and you, you may hate gimmicks, but he's the exact opposite, polar opposite of Barry Odom, which you know would, is going to punt on fourth down no matter what the circumstances. <laughs> no, I'll be all for that. I mean, d- um, I mean Barry, Barry Odom's Barry Odom's like a coaching was a a, direct, a mirror of his personality. It, it sucked. It was boring as fuck. <laughs> so I I'm all for somebody to splice things up a little bit. The uh, I'm just I mean I'm looking at Roundtree and Beatty and going well. There's your offense. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of who your quarterback is, and I hope the Robinson kid. Um, you know, everybody seems to be penciling him in automatically just because he seems to be the most athletically gifted, but. I, the thing the guy got some running backs, I guess, yeah. is what I'm saying. We do have running backs. I mean, Taylor Powell scares me because we saw a little of him last year, and he just never impressed. I mean, he didn't look ready for prime time. And when Connor Bazalek came in, he looked far better, mm-hmm, quicker. He did. Now, of course, he had the injury um, to his ACL in the last game of the season against Arkansas because shit happens to Mizzou always. Yeah, but he's going to be recovered hopefully by the time the season starts. And I, I'd like to see him before I saw Taylor Powell, frankly. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, Robinson is just Sean Robinson. Is he the TCU transfer? Is he going to be good? I sure hope so. But well, I mean, that, we don't I, know. I feel like people are just penciling him in because he was a you know a legit D one recruit. He was like seventh in the nation of quarterbacks or something mm-hmm. when he came out. He was a he was a legitimate prospect, and I think um, he's got you know Division one size and Division one athleticism, and so he's just easy to. Especially when you're comparing to someone like Powell, who what little we've seen of him was very unimpressive. You're like, oh, this guy's definitely going to get this start over him, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know that, but I think it's a fair assumption, or maybe not assumption, but it's fair to if you're going to be a betting man to bet on the guy who's a pretty good athlete. Well, with nothing going on right now, there's not much else to speculate about, and certainly the quarterback job after having you know Drew Locke and even last year, while Kelly Bryant didn't live up to the hype, there was no question that he was going to be the number one starter. Uh, we haven't been in a position where we, we just don't know who's coming in a long time here at Mizzou. So it's it Look, used to be every year. This used to be every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we right, is Kurt Farmer going to start or not? <laughs> yeah. And whatever, whoever Kurt Farmer was competing with for that job yeah. was also equally bad. So and you knew either way need. it didn't matter. We were going to be awful. <laughs> Darius Outlaw. Yeah, exactly. Darius Hartlaw. Yeah. Or Kirk Farmer, and you know I was pulling for Kirk just because of the hair. Yeah, well, this is where we miss Caleb because he can pull those names out of a hat quick, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> in a way that we can't. But I just, I, I'm, I'm nervous for him. No quarterback, no definitive quarterback, and three spring practices and a new offense with a new coach, and it, it, it sounds daunting. It does. And the thing I'm most looking forward to, the thing I'm least concerned about, is the play of Nick Bolton. Ugh, uh, we I got this. The defense, though. I mean, I think I read the defense has eight. Um, players back on the defensive line. Now they're obviously not all starters, but they've got depth there. Mm-hmm. 
we've obviously got Nick Bolton. Uh, both safeties are returning. There's experience with Sparks and Bledsoe at, at corner. I mean, there's just I'm not saying that all of or any of those guys are going to be all world players, but they've all done it. And yeah, they've all been in the de- played in the defense, and they've all um, got experience under their belt. I feel like the defense could be solid to good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think we have fewer question marks. No question. Mm-hmm. That is the area where I'm most excited. Um, I think. Obviously, quarterback position is, is first through fifth, probably, as far as what the hell are we going to do. But uh, the other thing I think that is worth talking about, and really the only real thing we can talk about, I guess normally this is always the case, which is recruiting. You know, and mm-hmm. we have seen early from Drinkowitz that he has gotten excitement from the recruiting base. He's gotten yeah. excited from the fans about recruiting. And uh, currently, we're in a position Missouri is not used to being in, which is the top 25 recruiting class. Yeah, their rivals has them at 18 right now. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are saying that this is somewhat inflated because we al- he's already lined up 19 recruits, and few other programs have that yeah, many. It's, and- it's weighted because of the number of recruits. Right, and, and while that is the case... We, he's got 19 commits. He's got 19 commits, and we didn't have – I mean, Barry Odom, I felt like at this point he'd had like four. <laughs> well, Barry Odom did come in after 2015, so he's behind the eight ball with the whole yeah. protest and all that shit, but still – I'm going to go out on a limb and say Barry Odom wasn't a great recruiter. He wasn't. And, and I will say this. We've been in, increasingly hard on Barry Odom as well, it, it, upon reflection. Upon reflection, it's easy to be hard on him. Like, boy, he didn't do much right. No, he didn't. And But he did come in in a really tough spot. He Not did. only did he come in after the 2015 protest, he also came in following Gary Pinkle, who was, you know, in modern times, our mm-hmm. legendary head coach. He did. So he had that's a tough, a tough act to follow. And so I'm not, I'm not making excuses for But he also hired the Barry. worst defensive coordinator on the planet. And then he followed up by hiring the worst fucking offensive coordinator on the planet. Well, he had Hypo, then the worst offensive coordinator on the planet. He made bad hires. He was bad at recruiting. He was a bad game coach. He was bad in the press conferences. He was bad. I'm he not making excuses bad. for Barry Odom. But what I'm saying is he... It sounds like you're making excuses, you son of a bitch. 2015 happened, and it was impossible for a lot of <laughs> yeah, no. the campus. Yeah, uh, He's following Gary Pinkle, and that's a tough act to follow, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And third, on top of that, I had a third. But it was, oh, it was the first time being a head coach, and we knew it was the first mm-hmm. time being a head coach. He was going to have to learn on the job, yeah. no, and but, we suffered through that. I know, but like I said, none of those are excuses for taking a fucking top 10 college defense and changing it for no reason. <laughs> he did do that. He did. He The, the big... Biggest flaw I think that Barry Odom had is he didn't commit to anything. You know what I mean? He tried things out for a little bit, and then he just committed to being a dour dick. <laughs> See, well, that's when I say when I, we're being hard on Barry Odom. <laughs> you think? <laughs> but anyway, Drinkowitz is a breath of fresh air when it comes yeah, to I think so charisma. I'll put it that way. Yeah, um, he does bring a lot of excitement from these young people. And and you see on Twitter, he's working social media mm-hmm. in a way that Barry Odom never sure. did. He's well, on the road in a way that you never saw Barry Odom. I feel like he's 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 reaching out to the kids. He's There seems to be a level of enthusiasm from the players, and there's probably always a bit of a honeymoon period, too, um, when you go from somebody to somebody new. And I, But I, you know what I think it is? I mean, I think 2010 and 2020, 10 years apart, you know, a decade difference, I feel like the way college sports works in 2020 is wildly different than it was just 10 years ago. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And sure. I think Barry Social Oda, media in of itself. Yeah. And just, I don't know, the, the, the political and social involvement of athletes. Yeah. You know, the talk about paying players. There's so much Other more stuff. than just sports involved in a way that there wasn't 10 years ago. Oh, 10 and, years ago, you didn't have to worry about a football player taking a knee during the national anthem. That's right. Think about the shit that stirs in here in your world. Like, 
Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say one way or the other where I land on that position, but if one of Drinkwitz's players does it, what kind of world of shit does that open up for him? He wants to be concentrating on football, and now he's going to deal with this social, political hot potato. So which, to your point, you know, I mean, that, that didn't exist 10 years ago. It didn't. And, and, and I think Barry Odom is a coach from 2010. And I think in a lot of ways, Eli Drinkowitz, you can see is already a coach for 2020. Gary Pinkle was not a coach prepared for this. I mean, so in the short time I've seen him, he seems better equipped to deal with the intense complexities that exist now. He seems to be looking forward to it rather than to being afraid of it or just dreading it completely. Well, and just like, I mean, he, he, yeah. He, I agree. He makes He's a glad hander. He he works out at it in a way that we haven't seen before here, and, and we need it here. And like I said, the results so far say he's a pretty good recruiter. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a quality and quantity too. I mean, and, and, and he's recruiting in Missouri. And I think with yeah, that's one of the big things is he's getting he's getting a lot of early commits from Missouri players, which is not something that we have seen a lot of. Some things times recruit like I think Kelly Bryant and I want you know I always bag on the press box super friends and I've been I'm this is mother. Meanwhile, back with the press box super friends, mother a situation where I'm aggravated with them is that like so many stories you start to, the, the 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 little whispers are starting to sprinkle out about what kind of a Kelly Bryant being a turd and it's like well where was that story at when he was actually on the roster you know what I mean like we've all heard the rumors about tight end Plowgate. I'm not going to go into all that, but you know what I mean? Like, you're starting to hear the whispers of like, hey, maybe he was kind of a turd. And identifying a turd uh, and not recruiting a turd and bringing it to your locker room is probably a good thing. Now, Barry Adams like, what am I going to do? Not take the fucking top transfer in the country? But it was not good for the locker room by all accounts. I, I think. And you're already on thin ice if you're Barry Odom. I think whenever we got Kelly Bryant, a lot of the country, a lot of the teams around the country was like, how did Missouri land? How did Barry Odom land Kelly Bryant? Mm-hmm. And I think the product we saw in the field answers that question. Yeah. I think that's sort of what I'm, you know, the, the rumbles is that uh, maybe he thought he was a little better than he was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but um, anyway, yeah, that's, that's, that's old news. Kelly Bryant's not a tiger anymore. You can think of him what you will. I know what I think of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, um, why don't we take our first break, Colin? And I want to talk about a couple of the recruits that Drinkwitz has brought in okay. and what it might mean for the upcoming season, or at least the 2021 season. This is the Mazodcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. guys with home security there's two ways you can go about protecting your home there's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation and i don't know why it's messy probably ejaculate that is my guess anytime a service person comes to my house i assume there's some ejaculate he or she is a squirter but it is messy regardless brennan there's also the other way it's simple it's safe it's simply safe it's award-winning protection two-time winner of the cnet editor's choice award you get comprehensive protection for your entire home 
Wow, this sounds like something that will really protect my precious moments figurines. It will, Brennan. And you've got an elaborate and uh, quite impressive It's an extensive collection. array yeah. of precious moments you've, figurines. You've done, you've done wonderfully. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at any moment, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I don't know if I want the law in here. <laughs> Brennan, if there's a break in you will, and guess what? This is the best part. It's only 50 cents a day, with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash team and get safe today. What's up, dum-dums? As sports keeps coming back, so does your chance to bet on them. With our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline AG, baseball's back in full swing and there are no shortages of ways to get into the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props. You'll be a betting son of a bitch. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. My goodness, he'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on all the costs of his bling. Brendan, I didn't know jewelry betting was missing from my life. Yeah. I now know. Now you know. Visit Bet Online AG today to check out all the odds. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Yeah, yeah. Shit. I mean, like, fuck it. I'm gonna just take this shit over. Then. Vibes, yeah? you need this. Of course. Underdog in my town, one night, you be gone. Yes. Used to riches, bad bitches, Ay. fake niggas get unstrung. Yeah. Three point, star shooter, hawk sent me no Atlanta. About to cop this new paddock, yeah. and my bitch want that new Birkin. I'm with the stars, dog, just looking to raid, dog. This is some listener music, it comes to us from B. Morgan. This song is called You Know the Vibes, YKTV. If you want to send in your music, we'll get it on the air for you. Send it to mazodcast at gmail.com. Colin, do you uh, you want to talk a little recruiting or you want to roll right into Kansas news? I've already talked as much recruiting as I want to, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't know a ton because I never do. It's not my favorite topic in the world, but nope. that is the time of year. We have it lots is. of free star recruits. <laughs> we do have a lot analysis. Of we always do have the three star recruits, but we do have a couple four stars this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I think that is what's. Uh, that is what's got people entertained. I know we have a guy named Tyler Macon from East St. Louis. He was recently bumped up from three stars to four stars, and that got a lot of attention for him. And uh, he's been landed by Drinkwitz and another defensive end you know, by the name of Travion Ford. He's a St. Louis kid. He's a four star. And then uh, Damian Wilson out of North Carolina. He's a linebacker, also four stars. I think that's got people excited is that uh, while these are not five-star names, it is boosting our recruiting ranking and it's getting people early who have real talent and Mm -hmm. who are on real people's radar. I mean, a lot of these kids all had offers at good top power five schools and they all came to Mizzou and have been helping Drinkwitz recruit other players. I mean, he's also been doing the the Juco waters as a defensive end from uh, Los Angeles named uh, Daniel Robledo. That's uh, my guess. I, I, Colin, whenever you get names wrong, mm-hmm. you, what, the key is you just got to say them with confidence. You know what I mean? I'm going to say Robledo. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Sure. Uh, and another kid named Jonathan Jones, which I'm very confident I'm pronouncing yeah, correctly. Yeah, like an everybody named Jonathan Jones. <laughs> He's from Texas. He's a defensive end. So we've got a lot of defensive ends, uh, which was good because, you know, we used to always have good defensive ends. Yeah. And that has fallen off in the Barry Odom yeah. era. We haven't didn't get a lot of pass rush from our DNs. I'm hoping Turner turns it on this year. 
Another attack on Barry Odom, I guess, is that uh, he kind of killed D line zoo. D line zoo. Yeah, he strangled to death. I mean, every year, if you were a defensive end at Mizzou, uh, you were going to go to the NFL. I that think that just white a- side kids could. Could could be something. Yeah, but there's been a gap. No, for sure. And there's no, there certainly hasn't been a bunch of talent at DN. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, no, I agree. Um, I'm not going to have a hard sale telling me that Barry Odom did a bad job, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, what I'm saying about this, we've got three, st- two, depending on the recruiting service, you use two four stars or three four stars. And all these. Uh, and 19 overall commits. 19 overall commits. In the top 20 currently, whether you're at 247 or rivals, like I said, that could drop, probably will drop. We're still drop. mid-tier in the SEC. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, Barry, Kruder, Barry Odom recruiting classes were in the 40s, not in the 20s. Well, and what you need to be able to do is develop three-star recruits. I mean, that was Gary Pinkle's bread and butter. Get three stars in here, get them drafted. You I'll know, tell you turn what. Turn them into something special. I'll tell you something that Eli Drinkwitz has said that did resonate with me and made me think, oh, I, I kind of like the way he's going with this is, when Barry Odom came on board, I think his strategy was, hey, we're in the SEC now. We're going to go into Georgia. We're going to go into Alabama. We're going to go into these places and say, hey, come to Mizzou. You know, we're in the SEC now. Come play for us. We're going to go for the big five-star mm-hmm. names that Alabama is going for. Well, guess what? It didn't work out. Because if you're a kid in Alabama who can go to Alabama or go to Auburn, there's nothing short of a briefcase full of money that's going to make you try to come to Mizzou because you just don't know anything about Mizzou. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what kind of salesman you are. You, yeah. are. you just can't override 20 years of knowing about this other school. Sure. What Drinkowitz said is, we're not going to try to do that. Well, we're not going to abandon those areas. We're going to take our SEC logo, which we get to have because we're in the SEC, and go to Nebraska and go into Iowa and go into Illinois and go into Ohio and go mm. into these places where and kids Texas. maybe think, hey, I'd love to play in the SEC, but maybe the SEC schools aren't coming calling because mm-hmm. they don't go and in he, those areas. And uh, he, he mentioned Texas right, right away. And well, and that's a different kind of style. I mean, obviously, Texas No, I understand. Florida. They're in, down there. But my, my point is, is that... Texas has tons of players, and Gary Pinkle lived in Texas, mm-hmm. and I think we got away from that for a while. We absolutely did. And there's and been an emphasis put back on Texas. I just like the idea of taking the SEC brand, which is obviously strong yeah. nationally, and taking it out of the South and trying to get kids in the Midwest where we are. Yeah. That the other Hey, Nebraska schools, kid, you want to come play in the SEC? Yeah, well, all you got to do is drive a few hours this way to Missouri, and you're in it. Yeah, what if a kid is good in South Dakota, and you say you can play in the SEC now, and you yeah. don't have to go halfway across the country to do it. Makes all the sense in the world. So hopefully that's, you know, hopefully that strategy will have success. It's certainly a vastly different approach. I mean, I think, oh yeah, I even wrote down his quote because I admit something, you know, I thought he says, we don't want to get overextend ourselves. We don't want to get into battles that we may not be able to win, especially in the Southeast. I can't tell where everybody else is going to recruit, but I do think Missouri has an opportunity to recruit in the Midwest with the SEC logo and be successful. And that's the approach we're going to take now. So, I mean, regardless of whether it works or not, he's got a he's got a plan, and I like to see that. Oh, I love it because I don't know a, that Odom had a plan. It's a marketing plan. Ultimately, he's mm-hmm. he knows he's got something valuable, mm-hmm. and you can't sell something valuable to somebody who already has it. Right? You know what I mean? Like if you you can't sell a Cadillac to a guy who's already got one. So mm-hmm. you're going to try to sell a bunch of SEC kids on getting the opportunity to play in the SEC. They got that opportunity already. Yeah, and but, you can't convince. People to that you're if you're say you're running for president, you can't convince people that the other guy is crazy if you're also crazy. <laughs> the uh, it makes sense too because say you're a kid in Kansas or Nebraska or one of these places and you go, the Big Twelve's a shit show. It's a fucking shit show, and like you're going to play in the SEC. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The SEC is a... It's the number one it's conference. It's the number one conference. It's the number one conference. It's going to plug along. It's going to be on TV. It's a big fucking deal. You're going to be able to say you played in the SEC the rest of your life. And, you know, the Big 12, you don't even know if you're going to have a championship game that year because they may change their mind halfway through. You know what right. I mean? Uh, you don't even... You don't, Texas may decide to leave next year and the whole fucking conference may fall apart. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to go there? Yeah. You got the mullet in Oklahoma State and he's destroying his own team. Yeah. And then, like... Uh, <laughs> There's a lot we haven't talked about in the last yeah, four the months. The Pac-10, you know, are you going to go to the fucking Pac... I mean... Give it's me a the, not even the Pac-10, it's the Pac-12. Yeah. Fuck. Nobody even knows. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen? I don't fucking know. The, you know the Sun Belt. You can go. You know, fuck, fuck with the Sun Belt. No, mm-hmm. it's the SEC. Give me a break. You mm-hmm. got a you got a product worth selling, and Drinkwitz realizes I need to sell it to some a, a customer that doesn't already own it. That's that's right. That's right. It's a good strategy. What do you say we roll into Kansas News, Colin? Let's do it. I heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story of the day. This is a good one. Uh, we posted it on our Twitter account. If you're not following us, do at Mizodcast. Uh, we never pump our Twitter account out, our social media, Mizod, or Instagram. We're all over the place. Uh, but we put this story out there. Kansas dog makes 50 mile trek to its old home in Missouri. Now, this is what I call a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah. Good boy. A dog named Cleo, who disappeared from his home in Kansas earlier this month, turned up a few days later in its old home in Missouri, about 50 miles away. Colton Michael told television station KMBC that the four-year-old Labrador retriever Border Collie Mix showed up on the front porch of its family home in Lawson, which is about 30 miles northeast of Kansas City. At first, wouldn't let anyone get near her, said Michael, who has lived in the home nearly two years. She finds her way home, and there's a stranger living in it. That would be scary for anybody. I don't think that's what scared the dog. The dog was scared from its traumatizing experience of having been dragged into Kansas. I mean, that's going to take a lot of shell shock to get over for a dog or human. Animals have an innate sense, you know what I mean, evil. You know, they know when somebody's bad. They know when a situation, you know, the the hair rises on on their backs. I mean, they've got a a more instinctual, innate ability to sense danger. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure taking a dog to Kansas, they immediately... They're like, what the fuck? You know, you're, what is this? You're in soaked hellhole you just brought me to. Yeah. This well, place smells awful. All the people look like they want to eat me or rape me. <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, it's not even in either or situation. They could do both. <laughs> <laughs> this dog just smart. Yeah. It says Cleo's owners who moved to Olathe, Kansas, which we can only assume is a court-ordered punishment. Sure. Shoplifting. About 50 miles away from Lawson. Couldn't believe it when Michael called and said the dog had turned up at their old home. They posted on Facebook a week earlier about the missing dog. Neither family knows how Cleo made the trip, which would have required her to cross at least one river. Well, that's a small task when you're being asked to leave Kansas. I would swim across the Missouri River. I'm not in good shape, Brennan. No, you're not. But I would try to swim a river to get out of Kansas. Absolutely. And any good dog would. Cleo, congratulations. Welcome back to Missouri where you belong. We're glad you made it. Welcome home. We all know that uh, Kansans like to steal, Colin. That's old news. Sure. Well, this guy did it a little differently. He uh, used a prosthetic mask of an old man to steal $100,000 from Kansas casinos. Federal authorities say a man allegedly managed to steal more than $100,000 from casino patrons in Kansas. According to reports, the man used a prosthetic mask, counterfeit driver's license, and personal information obtained from the Internet. The Prairie Band Potawatomi Tribal Police arrested John Coletti for identity theft at the Prairie Band Casino 
and resort in Mayetta, Kansas, according to the report. Coletti, 55, went so far as disguising himself as an elderly man to evade suspicion. He allegedly targeted victims by illegally obtaining their personal information and then using counterfeit driver's license to withdraw funds from their personal bank accounts through self-service kiosks at several casinos, according to the federal criminal complaint unsealed in federal court. How does anybody think they're going to get away with anything now? There are cameras everywhere. There are yeah. cameras on everybody's door. There's cameras on every building. There's cameras definitely in casinos. But if you wear a mask that makes you look like the uh, Six Flags man. Well, I guess. But how long can that last? Uh, apparently not long because they got him. Uh, we initially identified this fraudulent activity, immediately alerted our customer and law enforcement. Throughout the investigation, we provided support and cooperation that led to the apprehension of the suspect. Uh, he faces charges of wire fraud, aggravated identity theft, and fraud. And really, I really feel bad for criminals. They just can't get away with anything these days. You know, it is so much harder. You watch old movies and think, man, you, a cell phone time, would have solved that problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's just what it, it would. It was so easy to get away with anything. You know what I mean? Like I just think about like literally. I was uh, I look went on Facebook the other day, which I try not to do because it's just an awful, awful place. But. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our uh, cousins was on there bemoaning that someone, look, who does anyone recognize this car? They were in my driveway today. Like, it's probably just somebody turning around in your driveway, and she's making a fucking federal case of it on Facebook, and you're like, cameras everywhere. Yeah. You can't even turn around somebody's driveway without, you know, fucking Sheebies Karen blowing her fucking top, going, who's in my fucking driveway? It uh, is true. I mean, people are, are so eager to... Uh, oh, yeah. To mete out justice. <laughs> oh, that, I mean... Yeah, that uh, that small uh, small car that was obviously probably been drive by a teenager. That, you know, I mean, it just- what you're saying is you can no longer the innocent days when you could put on a prosthetic mask of an old man, <laughs> yeah. steal someone's personal information on the internet, and forge identifications and steal hundreds of thousands of dollars from casinos. You can't get it away from. That's all it. I'm saying. That's all I get. That's all the point I'm trying to make. Once was a simpler time where you could do all of that and get away. Scott now you can't even turn around somebody's driveway. <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. Final story of the day, Kansas man who sought trial by combat now wants ex-wife evaluated. (laughs) There is a lot to unpack here. Read that one more time for me. Okay. Man who requested trial by combat and custody dispute clears sanity test request testing for ex-wife and her attorney. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I love that he tried trial by combat. That's so great. much to That's unpack. a lot of confidence because if you're going to go by Game of Thrones rule, she gets to pick a champion. You know, I'm I mean, a she little, doesn't have to fight him. <laughs> I'm a little surprised that Kansas doesn't allow trial by combat. Boy, it'd be a better place if it did. Boy, yeah. how awesome would that be? <laughs> but I just imagine this guy being like, I want trial by combat, and she just finds the biggest, meanest son of a bitch on the planet. She's like, yep, mm-hmm. we'll do that. Well, I think in Kansas... People think this through. In Kansas, you don't actually go up against another human being. In Kansas, you go up against a, a, like a big covey of prairie dogs. Oh. That's pretty much how it works. Or maybe they just make the woman fight her. Fight her. I mean, it is Kansas <laughs> we're talking about here. It's true. A Kansas man who asked a judge to allow him trial by combat with Japanese swords... <laughs> In a uh, child custody dispute. Well, there you go. There's that. That's what, that's how you even the even the playing field. That's you. You get a sword. We'll get this gone. He is sane, according to a psychological sure evaluation is. ordered by the court. Sane in Kansas. Uh, I can't imagine why they asked for a court ordered psychological evaluation after he wanted trial by combat with Japanese swords. It's baffling. Yeah, you need to be more specific about what kind of Japanese swords. Now, David Ostrom is seeking to have the court order that his ex-wife and her attorney also undergo psychological evaluations. 
She did marry the guy. I was going to say, they have a chance she won't pass. <laughs> the judge in March ordered Ostrom, age 40, to undergo the evaluation and banned him temporarily from seeing his children without 40 years old. Samurai sword. Ready to go. Past his prime trial by combat days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. 25, I might have said trial by combat. Yeah, yeah. But uh, not anymore. Ostrom of Paola, Kansas, filed the motion for trial by combat on jam. How do you file a motion for something that doesn't exist? Asking the district court to allow him to settle a child custody dispute with a duel. So <laughs> the question is, who is he battling? Is it the ex-wife? So is the ex-wife claiming that the kid is his and he wants to fucking trial by combat her? Or... Trial by combat, some other. We're gonna dude, have to or? get into that. We're gonna have to get into that. You want to take a stab at uh, what his wife's name is? Becky. You're not far off. I'll give you a couple more guesses. This is a woman who married a guy who wanted to trial by combat with her over child custody. God, I'm just blanking, and I know a thousand. I mean, you know a lot of white trash names, dude. I've dated a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Bridget with two okay, T's sure. and an E at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's age 38. He summoned her to a battlefield, noting that her attorney could stand in her place if he wished. <laughs> summoned, summoned her to a battlefield. Summoned her through this court-ordered trial by combat. Does it, does it say where they used a crow to carry the message? Um, it's all here. Send a raven. I'm sorry. Send a raven to the uh, to my ex-wife's keep <laughs> and tell her to bring her sword and meet me at the battlefield for a trial by combat. Your children of summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say um, yet, but this is a well-written story. It's one of the best we've had. Uh, he summoned his ex-wife, Bridget, uh, to a battlefield, noting that her attorney, Matthew Hudson, could stand in her place if he wished. Not if she wished, but if the lawyer wanted to step in, be a gent. Bring it. Be a gentleman and a knight. Uh, the court records to show yeah. this. Um, there, he said, in his motion, he would rend their souls from their corporal bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so he's there. He's really willing to take them on. Sure. But his psychological evaluation indicated that he is not troubled. Same in Kansas. Uh, but has adjustment disorder with mixed emotion features. That must be fancy way of saying kind of crazy. Same in Kansas. Yeah, I feel like not that's super a, crazy. Yeah. Just kind of crazy. Like, I won't rub shit in my hair crazy, but I'm not all there. Same. In Kansas. But I will go to a city council meeting and talk for four hours about, uh, I don't know, roll carts. At, <laughs> yeah, about why massage parlors should be allowed to give hand jobs. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That kind of crazy. Yeah, sure. So, it was uh, a good kind of crazy, really. Uh-huh. Oh, here, it, it uh, translates this psychological mumbo-jumbo into other words. He's angry about a dispute with his ex-wife. Same in Kansas. That's how it basically Shakes out Boils to be. To, sure. Yeah. It essentially says, I'm not crazy. I just don't like being denied access to my children. Uh, David Ostrom, who is representing himself in court, there's a shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does it, it say where they wore like authentic 1776 garb? Oh, I think it's going to go back a lot further than that. Sure. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a samurai yeah. outfit for sure. Yeah. Uh, he says he represented himself in court, filed a counter motion Friday to have his ex-wife and the lawyer undergo psychological evaluations as well, contending that he had not received equal treatment under the law. Uh, but then again, they had challenged anyone to draw by combat. Ostrom further describes Hudson in, a motion, in the motion as crazy and a threatening attorney who should be tested to determine his fitness to even practice law. Mr. Hudson, with presumed mental illness, is in a position as a family law attorney where he is likely causing much discord, harm, and conflict in many other families caught up in the court system. He wrote, this pathological behavior should be identified and curbed post-haste for the broader public good. 
This wow. guy's a piece of work. Sure he is. Uh, neither Hudson nor Ostrom, Bridget Ostrom's responded to the request for comment. Bridget Ostrom created a GoFundMe page. Or combat page. for that reason. No, it didn't respond to that either. She created a GoFundMe account because who hasn't? Sure. Everybody's got one. Uh, asking for help covering her legal fees, which she says have racked up to almost $3,000. Honestly, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. No. When you've got to go through a trial, sure. a custody trial that involves Japanese swords, you expect to have a pretty healthy legal bill at the end of it. Yeah, so go fund me. Well, you know, uh, just for you Mazodcast fans out there, hey, I gotta buy, I gotta buy some tires for my Ford Explorer. So you guys want me to start a GoFundMe page and buy those for me? Be happy to have you do that. <laughs> she did say in her uh, GoFundMe page that prior to him filing a motion asking the courts for permission to kill me, I have never refused him visits to his kids. Hmm. So, but now she changed her tune. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're gonna keep on this story. I, I wonder if, uh, him threatening her with a Japanese sword had anything to do with her change in tune. <laughs> yeah, it still played a part. But anyway, I think we should definitely keep up with this guy because he's Kansas all over the place. Yeah. Dogs getting out, casinos getting poor, and uh, trial by combat is, is how they pick who gets their kids in Kansas. Sounds like they've been up to the same old tricks since we've been gone. Yep. All right, Colin. That's uh, Kansas News. It's recruiting talk. What else is happening uh, we want to talk about the SEC at all. Who's going to win? Alabama. Mm. Uh, who's going to win the East? Let's go say that. Who's going to win the East? It's Georgia, Georgia, right? It's Georgia, Georgia, right? Yeah. People are talking about Florida. You're going to, it's going to shock you, Brennan. Mm-hmm. But I've been, because I knew we were going to do the podcast, I've been doing a little canoodling around the internet. Mm-hmm. You're never going to guess what they're saying about Tennessee. Are they back? They're back. Oh, thank God. Pruitt thinks he's got a lot of, they got a bunch of four or four and five star recruits. They've got uh, more experience than they had last year. And I'm like, even if all that's true, and I'm going to buy into this narrative for the hundredth time that Tennessee is better than they were last year, going to be a house on fire, they've got to play Oklahoma non-con, and then Alabama is, is the draw in the West. So they've got... Tennessee is still the pick to win the SEC. <laughs> Fuck, man. I mean, like, even if they have a great season, their, their schedule's a fucking monster. Yeah. yeah. They're terrible. They're going to be terrible, and we're going to beat them. Well, even if they're prediction. good, even if they're good, that's two losses right there. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma and fucking Alabama, right off the top. No, I agree. I mean, it's insane, and and I think that uh, Missouri is not getting a lot of looks this year, which is very good for us because you know this is the way it works every year. We get picked yeah. fifth, sixth, or seventh in the SEC. I've East. seen most. I've seen them right in, just just in front of Vanderbilt. Um, people are high on Kentucky because mm-hmm. they've got a bunch of people returning. I mean, as high on as you can get on Kentucky. Do you know what I mean? But better mm-hmm. that people think they're going to be better than Mizzou, and they may well be. But uh, in Tennessee, like I said, Tennessee always reemerging. Um, in the West, I hear people starting to pick A and M again as a dark horse. I'm like, I guess. I mean, I can buy it. I guess Jimbo Fisher's Jimbo Fisher. He's going to figure it out at some point, right? But it's the same shit, different day. I just feel like these the press for the SEC is just paint by numbers especially this year i mean because who the fuck knows and it, it's always a crapshoot i mean mm-hmm. these guys don't know anything yeah. any year whenever they've got whenever they can actually get into the locker room i don't even, I, I mean i don't even, i don't even trust them when they're not in the middle of the team. i just i can't tell you how many times i've read you know breakdowns of fall practices or or spring or or the summer's programs or whatever the press will be like this guy looks really good uh, this player might be a merge, and then you never hear their name ever again, and you realize, yeah. oh, they don't know anything. No, they, that's right. And and this, they mo- know less now. Yeah, like, much because less. there's less of yeah. Less They're not even allowed on campus. Sure, like physically mm-hmm. allowed to be there. I mean, this, the players don't even know if they're going to be able to. Play. I can't imagine that. That anybody on the football teams, you know, upset that Gabe Diarman can't come onto the campus. 
<laughs> we're not probably going to see too many tears. I don't think anybody's that. upset that he can't go anywhere. You yeah. know, I mean, like no, we're all fine with it. But it's good for Missouri though because. They don't need a lot of high expectations, especially yeah. coming in with the new coach. I think everybody's going to, obviously, there's always going to be a honeymoon period, especially this year. I think Drinkwitz is going to even have a much greater. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, any, they, everybody should just, I'm um, just get a pass. I mean, it's <laughs> a fucking miserable. I really don't know how to prognosticate in this one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what we're going to do. We were a six and six team last year. We tremendously underperformed. What happens when the entire offensive line for a team gets coronavirus and they just, I mean, they just have to cancel all the rest of the games for that season or, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. It it doesn't seem to be a plan. Now look at baseball. We just said at the opening of the show, you know, the Marlins have got 14 players with it. They're shutting down for the next couple of days. Not all of baseball. Shit's going to get weird is all I'm saying. And like, it's, I don't know if anybody can really, be held to to too high a standard. No, it's going to be even Barrett Sally. We can't shit on too much for bad predictions because, <sighs> boy, I don't know. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. Well, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I, I already shit up. on Gabe Yarman. You know, we can shit on Barrett Sally. You want to talk about Clay Travis? I mean, I got shits to give, Brennan. Yeah, it's true. You're here to motherfuck people. <laughs> yeah, fuck that John Mazay like. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's going to be really, really weird. Like I said, we were six and six last year, even though we tremendously underperformed. I thought we were at least a seven or eight win squad last year, and, and Barry Odom's team threw away wins, no question. Well, and they, we had just we had such a phenomenal schedule last year. Our schedule does not get that much worse this year. No, but it lined up so well. I mean, if Kelly Bryant had performed it, even I keep hearing th- BYU is going to be good. Yeah, I mean, here's the way I look at that. Even if BYU is good, you got to beat BYU. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. if you can't beat BYU, then what are you even worried about the rest of your season for? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we're going to win four or five games. It's going to be as fun as that kind of season can be. Well, the predictions I'm seeing, you know, Mizzou's going to be a three and one in their first four games. I'm like, okay, that's fine. They're not going to beat South Carolina in some people's minds. Mm. Why is South Carolina so much better than Mizzou? Uh, that's where I think we do have an advantage because we get overlooked by a team like South Carolina who isn't very good. And mm. I think we have said for 10 years almost, well, I guess we've been around six years. This will be, I think, our seventh year Going doing this seventh, podcast, yeah. that uh, Will Muschamp is the worst. Mm-hmm. He is. And, uh, you know, obviously South Carolina fans are on board with that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought he I caught shit for him. They thought he was great when they hired him. But a lot of people thought he was great yes. when they hired him. They were him. happy to have him. Yes, they were. And, and uh, he's been middling. And for South Carolina, middling's pretty good. But they think there's a lot of teams in the SEC who have had a year or two of success, and maybe Missouri's amongst those, that think that that's there every year. Because it mm-hmm. is hard to remember that we've been pretty bad for the last three or four years. Yeah. You know, it's been hard to watch these Tigers mm-hmm. play football. South Carolina feels the same way. They they think they're good, but they're not. Tennessee thinks they're good, but they're not. Florida thinks they're good. They're okay. You I know? think Florida's pretty good. But but I mean, they're not as good as they they're not. No, nobody's ever as good as I think but they think. Florida they're. only just beat us last year. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Sure. And we haven't been good. But we've been had Florida's number. You can't be good if you're getting beat by us when we're down. I guess I feel with with Florida I'm always I'm I'm sort of a believer in Dan Mullins and so I'm thinking like oh with the talent Florida's always going to draw and mm-hmm. you put a good coach together that's Florida's biggest problem like who the fuck is hiring these coaches Yeah Sometimes I do these blue chip programs. Like, what are you doing? The fact that they couldn't win with a guy who does have sex, you know, intercourse with a shark, that's confirmed. We know that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a you know, must champ and the shark fucker. And you can't lose in Florida. Like, if you 
can go this less. That's what I'm saying. Go get the who. Who's the best coach right now? Alabama. Go buy them. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean. Like unless they're you're trying to pull Nick Saban or something, which is not possible. But you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, go find the best guy that you can conceivably get, and don't hire Will Muschamp. Yeah, or it, fucking Jim McElwain. It's like uh, if whoever replaces Nick Saban at Alabama, if you can't win nine games there, you need to be fired. Sure, it should be that way at Florida too. Florida has all of the, the infrastructure and the talent, and to do really. It. I think that's part of the reason Tennessee enjoys such a fucking uh, delusional opinion of way that way the where they should be because if you ever look at Tennessee's recruiting, they always do have lots of recruits, lots of fucking talent, and nobody and, and a hundred thousand seat stadium, now a who, lot of enthusiasm. Who have they hired since we've been in the SEC? Butch Jones, and now Pruitt. Pruitt. Either one of those guys blowing your hair back? No, but you remember what a shit show they had whenever they hired Pruitt? Like, they almost didn't have a coach at all because they got into the confrontation about the guy from Penn State. Yeah, you know? yeah. I know, but my point is is that they've got the money and the talent. You know what, Brennan? We've never been ADs. We've never tried to hire coaches more. Maybe it's extremely difficult. I just feel like if you've got a blank check, and I feel like Tennessee ultimately does, just go get who you want. I feel like the expectation should be different at Tennessee or Florida than it is at Missouri. And uh, it's made us more realistic about who we are. And Missouri doesn't have a blank check the way those programs do. No, but it also doesn't have the infrastructure and the resources. No, they don't have the cachet, like you're saying. They're not... They, they don't have the blank checkbook. Yeah, no, any of it. They don't have any of those things that make it easy to win. So Barry Odom, for all the things we dumped on him about, managed to win six games and have you know win games in the SEC better than the Tennessee coaching yeah. staff. That's something. But you know when you when you can pack a hundred thousand feet stadium, you're you're bringing enough revenue to. To hire the coach you want. Yeah. And well, that coach isn't Pruitt. It's been a long time since we've done a show. <laughs> we All we ever do, sometimes I worry all we ever do is dump on Tennessee when there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, because it's they great. deserve it. Yeah, they do deserve it. But anyway, we're closing in on an hour. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? No. Like, I mean, this what do we do about this show? I mean, here we are. We've, we've kind of skipped them as Oscars We're going to keep doing it. We're just going to keep, keep on. Plugging along. Plugging yeah. on. And I guess, you know, send us... Emails to mazodcast at gmail.com. Send us tweets at mazodcast or on Instagram. Let us know what, what you want us to talk about. What you want. We're limping along here. It's a weird year. Mm-hmm. There's a pandemic going on and there's hardly any sports. So we want to keep doing the show. We want to bring it to you, but it's hard. I don't know. I mean, nothing's worse than the Paul Feinbaum show right now. Absolute disaster. I mean, how do you do a daily show about this in August and June and July anyway? And then this yeah, just year? listen to a bunch of people with an IQ of sixty-eight screaming on their telephone. That's what it is right now. Yeah, and we've got enough of that with the political campaigns. <laughs> anyway, yeah, do get a hold of us because we'd like to hear what your thoughts are. We sure. want to know what you want to talk about. Follow us on the Twitter box. Mm-hmm. We yeah. got Patreon. Yeah, that we need to be so. more active. We need to do. <laughs> we more. haven't done anything on it. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, we're trying. We're it's it's hard. It's hard right now. But. It is. Yeah, and we're just a couple of losers. Sure. So, but anyway, we want to also bring you the great Caleb the Greek at some point because uh, he's a barrel of laughs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, don't one, forget to who 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 do we need to plug here? Simply safe. Simply safe. Bet online. Yeah, and uh, thank you, those guys, for being sponsors to the show. Sorry, mm-hmm. we haven't brought more shows to you. Yeah, but, Game uh, Six Honky Tonk, always mm-hmm. a friend of the show. Yeah, all that stuff. So, anyway, uh, we, like Colin said, we are going to try to be better and bring you more shows because it's fun to do. Sports is theoretically coming back in some mm-hmm. capacity, even and even if it doesn't come back, if something's derailed, we'd like to talk about it. Well, you we've know? proven that we can fucking talk about practically nothing for an hour straight. There's always Kansas news. That's right. All right, Colin, with that note, I think it's time to sign off of this son of a bitch. 
M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Who's in my fucking driveway?